0: And Brendan Escott joining you on Oilers now. Royal Pizza, pizza, pasta, so much more. Edmonton-owned and operated for 50 plus years. You can get their new boneless wings eight for 13.95 or 16 for 25.95. Visit RoyalPizza.ca. I started going there in the early 80s. When I played for the South Side, and uh, Stu McGregor was my coach, and Warren Rendon and those guys, Dave Toretta, they used to go after the games to to Royal Pizza and uh, break her down. We are going to, you know what? It was was very close to United Cyclone. I actually think our next guest has. has been to the royal he might have even ordered royal pizza for the plane a couple times during his coaching career he is now in the hockey hall of fame and he's our Oilers now headliner today for wilhock beef jerky it's the best you've ever tasted search for wilhock w-i-l-h-a-u-k today he is hockey hall of fame head coach ken hitchcock hello ken how you doing
1: good bob you're right I, I we, twice we got stranded and we we all ate at that, uh, Royal Pizza there, so uh, they've got a lot of my money tied up in that company right now. I'll tell you that.
0: Uh, what, what do you mean by stranded? Like do you, you you have to make a quick decision in terms of ordering the pizza for the flight or something like that?
1: Well, our our flights were de- a couple of times our flight was delayed leaving. And so rather than uh, eat on the plane, I, we took them to Royal twice. And we had a, we had a big spread and ordered ahead of times, And everybody loved the food. Everybody loved the pizza, especially. And, and uh, you were there in the 80s. I was there in the 70s. So we've been going at it for a long time with those the people at the Royal there. It's great stuff.
0: All right. Look, you're an Edmonton guy, uh, Body Dune, right? Yes. What does Correct. it mean? what is it? I mean, what does it mean for you to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame?
1: Well, I think in the last twenty-four hours, to be honest with you, Bob, I have started to reflect on the people that influenced my career, and you know, I, I, I had such a strong support system in Sherwood Park when I was coaching Midget, um, and and I, I, I I've, I've base with some of those people to thank them and just the whole Edmonton atmosphere and all the support from working at the store to having people come in and you know it was funny they would buy equipment from me in the afternoon and I'd be competing against them at night and just to see they're as happy as I was and and uh, I, I really appreciated that and and then just the whole Sherwood Park scene like everybody that came in and helped and had my back and um, you know I I did some things that cut to the edges like Roger did a little bit when he was in junior hockey and these people backed me up and had my back and I, I just wanted to tell them how much I thanked them
2: Ken it's Cam Moon here congratulations uh, thanks Cam when you made that step from Sherwood Park to Kamloops how did that come around that's uh that's a that's a big step it's a bold move tell me about it
1: uh i didn't even know you had to fire have a resume ready i, I they have a photocopy of my resume in the office that's a that's on a line piece of paper written in pencil i i wasn't ready for it and quite frankly, when I left, I saw the names that were applying, and I thought I had no chance, and to get that call a week a week later was unbelievable, and I was really out of my element camp. I I was I had a really great group of players who knew the league better than I did. I knew how to run a practice, and I knew how to run a bench, but I didn't know anything about the league or anything like that, and I spent 12 years coaching midget hockey, and in 12 years, we had one fight, and then we had seven fights in the first exhibition game, and I I, I left that game and wondering what the hell have I got myself into. And um, So it was a real adjustment. I wasn't ready for it, but I had a great group of players that, that walked me through that first half of the season that got me more comfortable.
0: Ken, you've done it often over the years. You played a factor in Claire Drake getting into the Hockey Hall of Fame. You need mentors, and you need guys that you can learn from. And just a a thought on you know taking that extra step on as part of the journey, and maybe a, a bit of a an opportunity for younger coaches maybe listening right now uh, to learn from others. And certainly, I think that uh, you have spoken effusively uh, in the past uh, about what Claire meant to your career, and indeed to a lot of the coaches in Western Canada. Well,
1: Bob, there was a whole collection of university coaches. It was Billy Moores. Claire Drake, George Kingston, Dave King, Dr. Heinmarch, Wayne Fleming—they would, they would, they would sacrifice their summers and go from province to province to province uh, in the west, donating their time to help us learn about the game and the proper coaching methods. And what really stuck with me was at the end of every presentation. Um, and it started with Claire, he he would say, are you going to pass this on? Because that's what somebody's going to have to keep passing this information on if we're going to grow the game. And that really hit home with me. And so I've made it my life goal to help when I can um, and and invest time in in other coaches and help coaches. And it's, it's, it's taken this to another level. Between the coaches association um, and me trying to work with coaches now with St. Louis and and when I was with Edmonton doing the same thing, um, it's it's gone to another level. But I, I that that profound information that Claire gave me really had an impact, and and but more important was his kind of plea that you got to give back, and I, I really took that to heart.
0: Can uh, and I mean this in all s- uh, seriousness. Uh, we live in very sensitive times. There is only one group that you're allowed to make fun of anymore. I'm part of that group, and that's uh, slightly overweight white guys. Um, you know, weight weight was a, 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 ba- a battle for you, and you, you've you've had some ups and downs with it. And I'm just wondering, in a in an industry, at times it can be a little bit superficial. How much of a battle was that for people to to take you for the value that you had as a coach? And because it could not have, I'm sure there's, and you might not even share all, but I'm sure there was some challenges along your journey.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, there, lots of times, Bob, people would wonder, well, he only played till he was 18. How, how, he didn't play professional hockey, that was number one. And then number two was, he, he's overweight, What's he going to be able to teach us? And I felt like I had to really prove to people that I had the knowledge that could help them. But I was really genuine in, in, in trying to help players. And I think that won them over to be honest with you is the fact that I cared. I cared about their success. I cared about them personally. And I, I went out of my way to show that. And I I did it. I didn't do it with a game plan. I did it because I did care. And I, I wanted to see that what was best for them, and I think that won the players over and and uh allowed me to be a coach but i I heard those comments a lot. I certainly didn't hear them the last fifteen or twenty years of my coaching career, right. but I right. did early in my career for sure
2: How important was it for you ken to to balance that, whether it be the there's the x and o s part of coaching, and that's important you have to you have to know the game you have to have a game plan. But you also have to be really good with dealing with people, and you're dealing with 23 different individuals. That some need a, a kick in the pants, some need a pat on the back, and as a coach, you've got to figure out which is which to get the most out of out of your player. Early in your career, was that uh, was that a juggling act for you? How did you find the right balance?
1: Cam, you know what really helped me was i worked at united cycle and i was a salesman at united cycle i sold club sales to teams and i had to show people that and convince people that we were the place to buy equipment and so i learned really early uh about getting people to buy in to what i was selling and that really helped me for a lot of years coaching and I used that formula that I worked at United Cycle with in my coaching, and I built relationships, strong relationships that are still tight to this day with with players. And I felt like if I could build a relationship, I could convince the players to do extraordinary things, and I always believed that. I always believed I could get my team to do special things, and uh, I, I, I learned that at work. I didn't learn that through hockey, and it really help my career to be honest with you do the best
0: people want to be led
1: yes for sure you know what they want is they want to be heard they want to be led but more important they want to feel like you've got their back and and if you can show that if you can show those elements you're going to get a really strong collective buy-in
0: I I know you've been with St. Louis the last couple of years. Uh, Jay Woodcroft came up February 10th of 2022. Dave, the Oilers have the second best record in the National Hockey League since Woodcroft has come up. Uh, he literally touched every base along the way, right? I mean, I guess he technically didn't go to, you know, never coached Major Junior. But, you know, was a video coach. Then he became an assistant, then an associate. Then he coached an American Hockey League team for three and a half years. Um, you know, it, it, it wasn't like he retired and three years later he was an NHL head coach. Just, you know, you, you've mentored coaches. Just your perspective on what you've seen Um uh, in the evolution of Jay and the Oilers over the last year and a half on route to that record.
1: Well, I'm really proud of Woody. I, I we're, we're close. We stay in constant contact with each other. Um, I'm really proud of the job he's done and he's going to do. Um, he, he learned a few hard lessons this last playoff runs, which is going to help him for the next five years. Um and I think he's going to be the better coach for, for for what he just went through. But he's a hell of a hockey coach. He's got a great heart for the players. He really is knowledgeable. He's learned his chops by working with people who are very demanding. And he's learned to strike a balance. Uh, I think he's a wonderful coach. He's a great human being. He has a great family. He's got all of the solidifying factors that you want to see in a really good NHL coach. And I think he's going to make the best of it over the next five years. Uh, You were with Dallas in 97 when the Oilers
0: pulled off a bit of an upset. An upset, I think, that spawned a whole new generation of Oilers fans that missed the 80s Oilers. You guys won the Cup a couple years later. Just a thought on, you know, maybe how losing ultimately can help you win when it's all said and done.
1: Bob I gotta tell you when we lost we did a deep dive into what went right and what went wrong a really deep dive and that dive put us in good spot for four years almost five years and we we dug really deep onto what needed to change and how what what needed to be done and um, and one of the thing, terms that came out was shared responsibility. And that is that the more you can include, the better it is at the end of the day. And there might be pain at the start, but there'll be gain at the end. And we went through that. And I did some things in that playoff series against Edmonton um, that I, I never did again. And I learned the lessons But it was the deep dive that Bob and Doug Armstrong and Les Jackson and Craig Button had us go through to where we really dug deeply into things that we needed to change, and we went about making those changes, and it helped us for the next four or five years.
0: One final one for you. Ken Hitchcock, Hall of Fame NHL coach. Are you a better coach or a better golfer? Uh,
1: I would say... I was a better golfer early, but I'm a better coach now, and (laughs) I've reached a point in my game where I don't miss the fairway very often, but you might as well make me play with seven clubs because I hit five of them same distance, so that's where I'm at in my game, but I love love playing, obviously, everybody knows that, Um, but I got to tell you, I love mentoring coaches. The the job I did in Edmonton... um, I thoroughly enjoyed, and I'm doing the same gig in St. Louis, and I love doing what I'm doing right now. I
0: really enjoy it. All right. Well, uh, Ken, I appreciate the fact that you took time to join us today. I know you're super busy. I know that we're getting a lot of texts from people, some of your former players that are just delighted that you're in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Congratulations.
1: Thanks a lot, gang.
0: You bet. There you go. That is Ken Hitchcock. It is 148 in Edmonton. He is in the Hall of Fame, and you're listening to winners now. Nicely done, Brendan.
2: There you go. Girl, you really
0: got me now. You got little van Halen for you. It's 150 in Edmonton. Bob Stauffer and Brendan Escott with you. We're going to go to Listing and History for New West Travel. Serving travelers since 1979. Book your vacation today at newwesttravel.com. 2000, the uh, Oilers announcing Craig McTavish as the new head coach of the franchise following Kevin Lowe's departure from behind the bench to the front office. Uh, Lowe took over as general manager after Slats resigned in May. McTavish coached the Oil uh, from 2000 through 2009. He won uh, 301 of 656 regular season games and led them to the 2006 Cup Final. Yes, uh, we have another music request coming up, actually, here. We'll get to that text in a second. Uh, So, Ken Hitchcock, it's interesting, right? Uh, A lot of people think of him as a defensive-minded coach. Uh, Of course, he had one of the highest-scoring teams in Western Hockey League history with Rob Brown and the Kamloops Blazers back in the day. Uh, His teams in Dallas could score as well, but they could shut you down. Um... I think that if you take a look at his body of work, I mean, he the the half season or whatever it was in Edmonton, after. I, I mean, I disagreed at the decision to fire Todd McClellan at that time, uh, and I think that Todd resurfaced and has done quite well in Los Angeles since then. And and by the way, got paid for it as well, so that was good. <laughs> and, the good order, and the orders got out of and the orders got out of paying McClellan as yeah. well because he went straight to LA the next season. Um, I've always wondered what would have happened if if the orders would have gotten hatch it maybe a different stage in his uh, uh, career because they got a kind of, a I mean, it's his last head coaching job in the NHL. Mentioned Craig McTavish hired by the Oilers in the state back in 2000. Of course, Mac T was on the St. Louis staff for a year. Uh, is not going to return to St. Louis. My guess is we'll see him doing some television. But interesting stuff. Cam, uh, by the time that you are on the show next week, next Thursday, yeah, uh, we'll have the opening round of the draft. I don't think there's any. Do you think we'll have any orders trades by then? What do you think?
1: Oh,
2: sure. Sure. Why not? Why not? Possibility. I I'm flipping a coin on this, sure. so it's not like I put a you know a ton of thought into it. All right. Well thanks for coming in
0: today. Oh no, uh, thanks for having me. Uh we have Inside Sports tonight with uh Reed Wilkins. And Escott, Scott, over to you. What we got it shaking. Yeah, one sec here. Dave <laughs> did text me, and they will be talking with 1993 Grey Cup champion, former double-E quarterback Damon Allen, Whoa. and Elks play-by-play voice Morley Scott, Oil Kings play-by-play voice Andrew Pierre jumping aboard as well. There you have it. Uh, let's uh, get to a couple more texts. We will tell you tomorrow... We're loaded tomorrow. Uh, Elliot Freeman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for Abe's Door Service. For GCL Diesel, Louis DeBrosque, Edmonton Oilers Director of Amateur Scouting. Tyler Wright. This text comes in, and it says, Bob, the Cowboy Junkies version of Sweet Jane is a step up from Velvet Underground. Thank you for everybody who took time to text us today on, uh, on the covers that were better than the originals. You never go wrong with Margot Timmons. This is a great version. We'll be back tomorrow again. Elliot Freeman, Louis Debrus, Tyler Wright, as the uh, scouts head off to the uh, upcoming NHL draft in Nashville. Up next, the global news, weather, traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by Rob Breckenridge from two to three, and then Chelsea Chen with Chelsea Byrd, three to six.
1: Sweet, sweet, yeah. We're waiting for gym.